We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Shanna. Monty is here. Nathan is here. And how was your Christmas, guys? I was. It was pretty good. Um, it was pretty laid back. Didn't do anything crazy. Um, so it was, it, it, it was a really, it seemed like the day, the day went fast, obviously, cause we had football all day and all night long. So that I really wonder if the NFL is going to keep trying to have games on Christmas day. Like, we were talking like, about that cause it would be, it would be wet, like Wednesday next Tuesday. year. Yeah. Uh, the leap year. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. So it would be Wednesday. Yeah. So we like Wednesday night football. <laughs> Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because we were talking about this on Christmas Day. Christmas was always the NBA's day, and yeah. now the NFL is like, nah. <laughs> yeah, people. I, as much as I like basketball, and basketball is my number one favorite sport, but I, I understand that like football is more appealing to the casual person, like just someone that's not super into any sports. Is like they can sit down and watch a football game easier than they can watch a basketball game, especially because obviously each football game has way more importance. Each football game is, you know, just very meaningful. So yeah. that adds to it as well. Um, like, yeah, I, I understand it, but I'm, a, I, per, I prefer to have a day 
that is dedicated towards basketball. I mean, we, we have March Madness already. We have that. Like, that's great. But, you know, really? NFL, gets Thanksgiving. NFL gets Thanksgiving. I'm like, hey, give give the NBA Christmas. But I'm not going <laughs> to complain about too many sports. Like, I'll take as much sports as I can get. You would rather sit back and watch basketball all day than football. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I know that it's your favorite sport, but, like, I don't I, – I listen, and I love the Bucks, but I don't – I don't know, but March Madness is super fun. But yeah, I, I'm a football gal through and through. I think so. But I absolutely love both. Like it's not a knock. I'm not saying I don't like football. It's just that if I if push comes to shove, I would rather have basketball. But both is good. I mean, why not have both? You know, I, I'm not going to complain if if I can put on one on one TV basketball and then bring in another TV and boom, I got a yep. football game on next to it. That's perfect. I'm living the dream. You know, it's funny. We have like the ultimate Bucks fan on this podcast. We have in myself, the ultimate Buffalo Bills fan because it's my hometown team. And then Monty, who is just all over Twitter. But it's just funny to see (laughs) the dynamics, the dynamic of our of our Friday podcast. But I'm sorry that they didn't get you a win on um, Christmas, Nathan. Yeah, it's okay. It just ruined my whole day, ruined my whole holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the good thing. The good thing about basketball is when your team loses. Now, everyone still overreacts on Twitter just the same as they would for an NFL game, but the rational people can look at it and say, hey, it's one out of 82 games. It's okay. Yeah, we play, it's not we play again in like two days. Yeah, yeah we play again <laughs> in two days. It's all good. Like, it's not, yeah. it's okay. You can lose and it's not the end of the world. Whereas if the Packers lose on Christmas, it really does kind of bum out your mood for a while where like the Bucks lost. It was like, ah, darn, but you move on. It's okay. Well, let's talk about that, how the Packers did get us a win for Christmas. That was exciting. But what's not exciting is letting the worst team in the NFL score 30 points. Did yeah, you it's, have mixed feelings as well? Like, it's exciting to win, but it's also a little bit of a, a letdown. It is It is really weird because I'm not going to say you don't feel good that they won, but it's just – it's really frustrating that they won. Like, I mean, we're talking about um, another game where – you know, not only did the offense score 33 points, but I mean, this, they kind they did it. It's kind of similar to that game a couple of years ago when the Packers went into Arizona with like everybody, all of their playmakers injured. Like that's what happened on Sunday. And Jordan Love still looks good again, even down, you know, Watson, Reed and Musgrave. And then Wicks got hurt in the game. So yeah, I mean, for the majority of the game, he's throwing to like, Dobbs, who's a guy that we know you can trust, and then Tucker Craft, but then yeah, like Bo Melton and Malik Keith, like those. That's not an ideal, you know, group of weapons, and they still looked more than competent. Again, this is only only second time this year they scored over thirty points or third, excuse me. I think Tucker Craft is my new favorite to watch. To be honest with you, I think he's so much fun. His little hurdle thing was um, <laughs> like a little nerve wracking because you're like, sir. Need you to just yeah, I mean, he, 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 he just got injured, you know, doing it the game before. So he clearly has no fear. <laughs> yes, I know everyone was thinking that they were like, because of course I'm with all the guys and they're like, oh God, did he get hit in the boys again? Like everyone was taking a, a breath back. But yeah, what do you think, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, as Monty said, it's like, it's kind of a frustrating loss or frustrating win because you're like, <laughs> Joe Barry doesn't deserve to to win this game. Like he doesn't. You know, you're just like they don't deserve this win. Now the offensive side, you're once again kind of like, okay, they do deserve it. Jordan Love deserves this. Like Jordan Love should not be losing a game where he plays well and puts up 30 and blah blah blah. But it's just this conflicting offense defense thing where it's just like, okay, 
part of me, part of me thinks this is a you know good win, great. The offense overcame the terrible defense again. Like that's awesome. That they look good even with all the injuries and everything. But then you're also like, man, this defense just like I, I they don't deserve these wins. Like they should be losing some of these games, you know, just based on the defensive performance alone. And really, I, I mean, again, I, I don't expect that this is something that at this point saves Barry's job in the future. You know, I, I think at this point I'm much more confident. I mean, I cross my fingers, but much more confident <laughs> that he will be gone yeah. uh, at the end of the season. So I, I wasn't too worried about that at the end of the game. Like, oh, you know, whereas again, in the middle of the season when they played like the Chargers and beat them and the Chargers only ended up putting up 20, 21 points. I was like, this stuff might actually save his job. I was more upset because I'm like, they were not that good defensively, but the numbers make it look like they were good defensively. Whereas in this one, it was like, no, it was pretty obvious from the scoreboard. It was pretty obvious from anyone watching the game that they were not good defensively at all. There was no getting around it. So I'm more confident he'll be fired at some point, you know, after the season. Um, And so at that point, it's like, okay, let's just win as many games as we can this year, I guess, try to get to the playoffs. Probably, you know, you're probably not going to win a Super Bowl with this defense, but whatever, like, let's get some playoff experience. Let's hopefully um, get into the playoffs here. So it was good to see them kind of make some plays at the end to win that game. There, I mean, I, I was just going to say there was, you know, for a while, what were people saying, right? They were saying the dream scenario for the rest of the year is that the Packers win all the games in a shootout. Cause that means the offense was good and the defense was bad. So, I mean, good start. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what we got. I mean, if, Bryce Young had not thrown for for even 250 yards in a game this year. So, of course, he went for over 300. Like, it was just, yeah, any bad thing that could have happened on defense basically happened. I mean, do, they were literally a half a second away from probably tying the game. And then who knows what happens in overtime, right? Because if the Panthers get the ball first, I'm pretty sure they're just going to march down the field. Yeah, it was more like the clock beat the Panthers in that game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I was like, this kid, you know, they could get a win here. Uh, we were having this debate on Christmas, too, and I think it's an absolutely not scenario. So some of the guys that I was watching the game with, they were like, if we lose against the Vikings, they better fire Joe Barry. And I said, it's absolutely not going to happen before the no. season ends. Thank you. That's what I said. I said, I don't think yeah. Matt LaFleur has it in him. I don't think he's going to do it. And really, I understand the accountability, and we'll get to that in a second. But what do you guys think? Do you think he'll make it through the season, or do you think that if they lose, they'll let him go? No, I mean, I, I think at this point it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be here for at least the next two weeks, and if they happen to make the playoffs for whatever week that is too. So, um yeah, I mean, if, if if he didn't get fired after allowing Baker Mayfield to have a perfect quarterback rating at Lambeau Field, and then if he didn't get fired for having a team that couldn't even score, 14, uh, had a difficult time scoring 14 all year, you know, go for 30 and the, a QB that has never looked good until they played you. Like, if, if, he, if he didn't get fired after those two things, there's nothing that could happen, in my opinion, the next two weeks that would make that happen. Yeah, I, I agree. Once LaFleur came in that post game last week and was like, or I guess it was a couple days later, but, and said, um, you know, he's not, he's sticking with him the rest of the season. It was kind of like, okay, that's, we just have to accept it. He's going to be here the rest of the season. He's not getting fired no matter what happens. Um, so you just kind of got to suck it up, deal with these last few games. Hopefully again, they can make some type of push here, but um, yeah, I, I don't see them. I don't see them moving on from him before the season's over. So, you know, I feel like accountability was kind of the buzzword today on Twitter. As everyone knows, this airs on Friday. We recorded on Wednesday night. 
But that was kind of the buzzword that I saw over over Twitter was everything with Joe Barry. Why does he get to keep his job? But Jair gets suspended for all of his shenanigans, because let's be honest, Monty and I were talking about this earlier. It's not like the whole coin flip thing was the reason why he was suspended. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back. So how do you guys feel about that accountability conversation between the two? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand why they like, you know, why they disciplined him. You can't let that happen where, you know, not only did he, you know, make himself captain, but like, you know, then, yeah, like you said, he could have screwed up the coin toss. Like he could have given the Panthers an extra possession. Um, so it's just obviously not a good look. Um, so, you know, they, they did have to send a message and hold him accountable for that. And it's not a direct parallel. I think it's just so many people are so heated about it right now because because of the game that we're coming off of and that performance. Like, again, like that offense hadn't looked good all season and it looked there. It looked great against the Packers. So it's really frustrating to have that happen on Sunday. And then, you know, now three days later, like Jair gets suspended for a game ahead of, you know, a divisional opponent in what's basically a playoff game. Yeah. It, it it's frustrating. And, you know, obviously I get it. People are like, well, if anyone should be held accountable, it's Joe Barry. Like I get that part of it, but you do have to separate those things. They're not, they're not the same. You know, one of them is just, on the field, do your job type of thing. One of them is kind of off the field, kind of just a, you know, multiple things happening apparently. And, um, you know, they're different things. And so one of them is a little bit more of like, okay, you've got to send a message. You've got to discipline them. The other one's kind of like, you can't really send a message to Joe Barry. Like it's either you keep him or you don't like, I don't really like, there's yeah. nothing really else you can do. It's not as, there's not as much middle ground there. Um, you know, so I, I don't completely uh, agree with like the comparisons of the two and saying, well, if he's getting suspended, then, you know, Joe Barry deserves to be fired because of being held accountable. Like I, I don't agree with that exact comparison, but I understand that, you know, people are frustrated because it felt like Joe Barry had not been held accountable for, you know, basically this whole season or anytime things were going wrong. Years. Like, <laughs> yeah. had kind of just let him off the hook and it, it was just kind of like make excuses for him. And as soon as it's a player, you know, doing something wrong. It's okay. You're suspended. Okay. We have, it feels like a short leash, but again, we don't know that it was a short leash. This was probably multiple things going on um, over a, a longer period of time. So yeah. Um, that's my thoughts on it. I also saw this on Twitter and I keep referencing it because I feel like that's where to go for the the Packers chaos. Um, someone had said they felt that, you know, everything is chaotic this year was Aaron Rodgers the glue that kept the team together and I kind of had to laugh because I was like, do we not remember the chaos of last year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that has, I, Jair is obviously a very different kind of guy and like very eccentric. And like, that's one of the things that I personally think is awesome about him. I I don't think he doesn't do this. If Aaron Rodgers is on the team, like I don't under, that seems crazy to even like, yeah, this is this is who he is. This is who he is, and that's yeah. okay. You know, again, that's yeah. part of what makes him great. That's part of what gives him that edge on the field, gives him that swag and that cockiness, all that. But yeah, this isn't something that would never have happened under Rodgers or anything like that. You know, it's yeah, it's that. That's just no. 
Well, it's also the situation, too, because he was doing it because that's where he's from. Right. So, like, yeah. it doesn't really yeah. matter if Aaron Rodgers is there or not. I thought the more insulting thing with Jair. And again, I'm a fan of Jair. I'm with you that I love his personality. I think he's fun to watch. What I thought was just a little bit insulting, if I were one of the guys who was picked to be a captain, and Jair <laughs> just kind of walks up. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. You know, that was kind of the part that I was like, Jair, you're better than that. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously we'll talk about the um, Vikings game in just a minute. But what do you think for them realistically making the playoffs? Um, I, I think they're still going to make it like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the game in a minute. But this game doesn't seem as daunting as it did last week. Um, and then, you know, like we've we've joked about this like every time we bring it up but i it's definitely not a joke this this year i mean i'm not gonna pick the packers to lose to the bears like i'm just not <laughs> it would it takes it would take very extreme example of circumstances for me to pick it in the first place but especially not right now i'm i'm definitely on the fence though i don't i don't know i'm not confident that they make it you know there's still so many outcomes and there's still so much you know we got to see what the you know the the Seahawks do what the Rams do, all that. Um, I mean, if I had to bet, I would probably bet yes. Cause again, I, I like our chances against the bears. I would think that like the Rams will lose one of two. I would think that we find a way to sneak in, but um, it's just, I'm not, I'm definitely not like, you know, I'm not, I don't have more than 60% confidence that they're going to make the playoffs. It's just kind of one of those. Okay. I mean, and we also just, the other thing is we don't know, with this team on a weekly basis, what we're going to get exactly, you know? So yeah. it's just like, there's, there's no, okay, we're hundred percent winning that game. It's like, well, there's, even though it is the bears, like there is a chance that the, they, the defense gives up 30 and all of a sudden the offense can't keep up and you're done. And it's like, I don't know. So it's kind of just a wait and see thing for me. I'm kind of just, and, and, and that's fine. Like I, I kind of enjoy not having a ton of like pressure on it. Like, oh yeah, we've got to make the playoffs. It's like, if we don't, okay. It wasn't us. It wasn't an expectation this year that we would be, you know, for sure in the playoffs, um, that's kind of a, a bonus if they can get there. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can. Hopefully they can get him. Yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah, we're no longer in the position where if we went out, we make it a hundred percent. But it is like in the mid to high nineties, I think. Yeah. And um, the the Forty ers losing on Monday goes a long way for that because now there's it, it's not that they haven't locked up the one seed yet. Yeah. So, them yeah, finishing the year against the Rams could benefit the Packers a lot. I was going to say Seahawks have home against the Steelers, which is very winnable. And then at the Cardinals, which is obviously very winnable Rams have at the giants winnable, but then that Niners game. So that Niners one is the one that's like, okay, if you know, if the, if the Rams are able to win that one, okay, then there is a chance that you win out and you still don't get in. But yeah. I would think that I would think that the Niners will win that game. When you have a 365 day a year podcast, you need to have the energy and the health to be able to provide that content every single day of the year. When I'm not feeling the best, whether that be due to illness, gut health, or low energy, it's hard to focus and it's hard to be efficient with my work. Everything is just slower and everything becomes such a grind. That's why I started drinking AG1 daily. When I started drinking AG1, I could legitimately feel a difference in my energy and I noticed I was becoming sick far less often. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. 
I recommend AG1 to all my family and friends because AG1 has a team of doctors and scientists and because it is formulated based on the latest science while maintaining their high quality standards. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This year, our family had a few different ways that we did gifts for the holidays. We did some traditional presents, we donated to a variety of charities, and we planned a fun trip for the entire family. Of course, I may have snuck a gift for myself in there during the process as well, but whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you still get to define how you give to yourself. A great way to do that is by giving yourself the gift of therapy. Therapy is powerful. It works and strives to make us the best versions of ourselves and work out the kinks of the everyday daily grind that can continue to beat us down. And during the holiday season, it's really easy to become unaligned with all the regular daily stress, plus the rigors and anxiety that come with the holiday season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. My favorite part about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online, which makes things so incredibly convenient, and that it's flexible and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, kind of not knowing who is going to show up, you know, speaking of which with the Vikings, we have no idea who the quarterback is going to be that shows up as of right now. You know, it's Nick, you know, Nick Mullins has played the last two games, but um, I was reading about how Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall, that they were splitting snaps. So we don't even know who the defense is going to have to take on on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, and Mullins, did he play good against the Lions? Obviously not. He threw four picks, but he also threw like 400 yards. Yes. Yeah. So. I was just going to say, yeah, it was a very, <laughs> it was, you know, like, well, he had that. He fumbled like yeah, the past he- couple of games. You know, he's had six interceptions the past couple of games, but he threw 400 yards. Yeah, and, and the Packers haven't been throwing – the Packers haven't been intercepting any teams. Right? We we talked about an episode a couple of weeks ago. Like, they they 
they only have like six all year, I yeah. think, or something like that. So it is six. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're 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 ball hawks this year. So it, it's it's so funny how we're pre-nervous because we're like, okay, well, Nick Mullins threw for a bunch of yards. Then we don't know if we're gonna face Jaron Hall, but then you're like, these third stringers that have never played before always end up being good against our defense. Like we're just so traumatized at this point. There's no good outcome for any news that we get. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about it the same way when I was kind of looking at the numbers and seeing how Mullins had been playing. And I'm like, okay, he's got over 700 yards the last two games that he started. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that doesn't bode well because this team allows you to kind of move the ball and get yards. And, you know, and then again, the, the big thing with Mullins has been he hasn't been able to take care of the ball. Well, this is not the defense that forces turnovers a lot. You're like, I mean, he again, he had, you, you guys mentioned it, but he has six picks in the last two games. The Packers as a team have six all season. So, uh, and that's the second fewest in the NFL, but it's just, I don't know. It's hard to trust anything with this defense right now, no matter who the opposing quarterback is. You know, once you watch Tommy DeVito put up an 80 QBR, <laughs> once Tommy DeVito has an 80 QBR against your defense, there's, it's a lost cause at that. And point. then you gets benched. Any, yeah. Yeah. And then gets benched a couple weeks later. It's like, all right, it's, I don't care who's out there. I'm not going to be confident that the Packers can hold them under 17 to 20 points. Like it's, I, I just, I can't have any confidence right now. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when Tyrod Taylor came out. I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. Oh no, Tommy. It's gotten this bad. And Tyrod's not a bad quarterback. Don't get me no, wrong. I, I actually like Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. But yeah. Listen, Tyrod got my bills out of a playoff drought. So I will always love Tyrod Taylor. However, when they're trying you out and then they're like, we're going to take you out for Tyrod. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh no, sir. Oh no. Um, you know, and Monty and I were kind of talking about this too, Nathan, before you hopped on that, you know, what is it going to be like having Justin Jefferson playing for the Vikings and you don't have Jair out there? Like how much shit is Matt LaFleur going to get over this suspension? Yeah. I mean, Jefferson, obviously we know how good he is and he's just gotten back from injury, starting to heat up again. He had 140 yards last week. So, um, you know, it's, if he's if he goes out there and puts up 200 yards and we lose and it's a season ender, like yeah, there's going to be a lot of like, how did you let this happen? You know this, and I don't know. I, I just hopefully we don't see too much Preston Smith on him. Um, <laughs> oh like, lord! Like, like just please, you know, just please at least give it, give us a chance, you know. And the 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 one bright side is there's really not anyone else for whoever the quarterback is to throw the ball to. You know, TJ yeah. Hawkins is done. TJ Hawkins is done for the year. Um, I think. Jordan Addison's hurt, so yeah, he, it's like, I, he he's day to day, and I don't think he practiced today. So, so he did not, uh, as of yet today being Wednesday. He did not practice today, correct? So yeah, you're looking at you're looking at Jefferson and then KJ Osborne. Like KJ Osborne's not a slouch or anything. Yeah, um, but, but I, I I do think the if you want to look for any potential silver lining, it's that you know during that stretch when we were all fully back on the bandwagon and talking about them possibly winning five in a row to end the season and being 11 and six and all that after those, those two big wins, um, they hadn't had Jair in those games. So like they, they've won this year without him. It's just, yeah. they have not faced the receiver, the caliber of Justin Jefferson since the last time they played the Vikings and he didn't play. And yeah, I was going to say Jair hasn't been his usual self, even when he's been on the field this year, like it just, he hasn't been that elite lockdown corner um so even if he was playing this game like i'd still think jefferson will probably put up a pretty big day but you just trust way more that okay jayer can at least 
prevent him from going crazy. Um, now you're a little bit worried, but again, I mean, you would think that they'd have, you know, they they'd put some <laughs> extra attention on Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you ideal terrible quarterback, but. I know that there's going to be like five third and eights where Justin Jefferson's wide open for 15 yards. And you're like, how did he get wide open on that? <laughs> one? Um, so it's, I'm, I already know what's going to happen, but you're, you got some, I'm just trying to get my hopes up a little bit. Like, Hey, maybe, maybe we can hold them to 90 yards, you know? And, and I don't know. We'll see. So is that what you guys are going to be kind of watching on Sunday more? So is going to be like, who is going to, be covering Justin Jefferson or are you going to be watching the defense? Cause to me, I enjoy watching the defense cause it's just a hot mess sometimes. I think, I think what I'm going to be watching for the most is I I'm going to specifically look, um, I'm going to, I'm going on offense because this is only the third time that love will have seen a team for the second time. You know, he's, he's, Technically, the Chiefs, because he played them in 2021. Obviously, it's not the exact same team, but you're playing against the same scheme and all that stuff. And then his first game against Detroit didn't look very good, obviously. And then he played in th- on Thanksgiving. He played excellent. And this Vikings team is, you know, that defense, they didn't look very good when they came to Lambeau. Uh, the Packers didn't. Um he, he didn't look great against this defense. The The receivers had a lot of drops, but Love wasn't great in that game. So now he's going to see them again for a second time, and I'm going to be, you know, seeing how, how much better he performs, like seeing the seeing this same scheme again, playing against the Flores defense. Yeah, and I'm definitely excited, you know, for this offense and to to see if they can keep it up. And having, you know, that, that game from Aaron Jones was awesome uh, last week, and obviously that was kind of a – predictable you know good game for jones given that you know you're playing the panthers you expected to have a lead we kind of were talking about in the in the pregame last week about how and hopefully this can be a a big jones game that we haven't seen yet this year and he had 21 for 127 so that was and and credit to lafleur on that for giving him 21 carries because that is not yeah most he's had in a while (laughs) yeah and there was like a brief there was a drive in the middle of the game where i was like don't do this yeah. on the field. I'm like, don't do this. He's going crazy. Do not take him off the field. Um, but he did end up with 21 carries. He got 127 yards. So it was good to see him back. Good to see him looking explosive. He had a couple of, you know, big runs early and, yeah. you know, again, they kind of just fed him to the wind. So um excited to see what the offense can do for me though. The, the thing I'm looking for the most is if the Packers can force some turnovers because whatever quarterback they're playing will be prone to turnovers, whether it's the rookie, whether it's, um, you know, uh, Josh Dobbs, Mullins, whoever, like they all are going to be turnover prone type of players that just have, have been really bad at taking care of the ball all season long. So I'm hoping this defense that has not, I know they haven't forced many turnovers, but hopefully this can be a game that they finally, you know, get a pick or two for some fumbles, get some pressure and are able to flip the field a little bit because it just, it's something they haven't been able to do. It's like, again, the, the other team always seems to just de- kind of, dictate the tempo a little bit, never kind of get totally thrown off their rhythm. It's like, yeah, we'll force a punt every now and then, but it's very rare that we are totally disruptive on defense. Right, and it's yeah. like, I want to see momentum, momentum changing kind of yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to see them do that a little bit, not just let, you know, uh, a Nick Mullins kind of just methodically go down the field. It's like, no, make some plays, you know, show some, some level of, you know, ball hawking and just making a couple plays here. And that could be the difference in this game. 
And is Jordan Love the guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've thought so for a while, um, but I think now you're getting to the point where people that didn't think so are changing their minds. Yeah, and you'll you'll always have a faction that will you know that that will never say yes. But I mean, it's never going to be 100. percent But yeah, I mean, he. I don't know at this point what more you can ask him to do in his first year. I mean, uh, he's he's gonna finish with he should finish with 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. I mean, I think he needs like uh, he needs like one more 300 yard game out of these next two to basically hit that, and then. and again, like we talked about, he did this going into this game with limited weapons. He has not had his complete preferred offense in literally any any game this year, which is that is just absolutely crazy to think about. Um, and then you've had the O line had its struggles for a little while. So like, what you're getting out of his first year in terms of like, what can we throw at this guy to see if he can handle it? And if he can't, I don't know what else you need to throw at him at this point. Like he's passed every test and hasn't necessarily been with flying colors every time, but you can see the improvement, you know, week to week. I will admit halfway through the season, I was, I was glancing at quarterbacks, you know, I was glancing <laughs> at Drake May. I was like, Hey, I, I'm not, I was never like Jordan love sucks. I'm out on him. He's terrible. But there was part of me that was just like, okay, you know, he started out pretty well, but he's getting worse. It just, I'm, you know, maybe he's just not, gonna ever be a a good quarterback maybe he'll always be just kind of meh and so I was I was definitely like you know in the middle I definitely was you were down but not out yeah I I wasn't in on him I was not his biggest supporter but I wasn't like a hater I wasn't someone that was you know and and obviously I've been rooting for him the whole time even like in the middle of the season it's like he was struggling but you're you're rooting for him to turn it around you're not you're not sitting there hoping he does bad um but since basically the like the second half of the Steelers game, I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks ago. I mean, it's been pretty consistently good. And that was the main thing was the consistency. Like we very rarely saw him being consistent. It was like, okay, he'd have a good quarter or a good half, but then it followed up with a bad half or he'd have a bad half followed up with a good half. And, you know, the first halves of games were so bad and then they'd start to look a little bit better, but it was just like, okay, you know, you're digging yourself too much of a hole. But finally kind of, over the last, you know, since again, the Chargers game-ish area, like it's been almost all good except for the, the Giants game. Like there was one bad game in there, which you're going to have bad games. You know, Aaron Rodgers had bad games. That happens. Um, but for almost like for, for the entirety of games, pretty much outside of that, like he's been good. He's been consistent. He's been making plays, making some really impressive throws. And, you know, again, as you said, this is going, this is coming in almost every game without all of his weapons available. He's yeah. not being put in the best spot to succeed, and yet he's still succeeding. So I've been very impressed, you know, since the middle of the season. So he is definitely, you know, the guy going forward. Whereas again, you know, middle of the season, I was I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, I don't I don't know if I want to keep going with a guy that you're not sure about, and you know, a guy that might just be middle of the pack or, or below average. And your pat, you know, that was the thing is I was like, if he's below average but you want to give him another year. Like you're kind of passing on an opportunity to potentially get the next guy. And right. Yeah. yeah. And so it was, it was a, there was a situation or there was a, a point where it was like, okay, this might be a situation where, you know, this is a bit of a problem of not knowing whether he's the guy, but I'm glad that in this second half of the season, like this is exactly what I wanted is to like get a clear answer and see some consistency. And that's exactly what we've seen. So um, yeah, he's the guy moving forward and I'm, I'm very, uh, very happy with him. 
I am the same way as you. I always liked him like as a leader. I think he's so calm, cool, and collective. Everyone on that team seems to adore him. But I was like, are the skills there? And now I'm like, okay, eat my words. Like, yeah, I think he's <laughs> I think the thing that also is apprehensive about him is how do you get Favre Rogers and then you throw a third one in there and he's good. Yeah. You know, it's like how does how does lightning strike three times? Um, so I'm right there with you. I was kind of apprehensive about it. Um, okay, so that being said, what are our score predictions for this weekend, for this New Year's Eve night? So I am going to pick the Packers, and I, I, I said last week, you know, I, I I can't pick them to lose to the worst team in the league, and I know they almost did. <laughs> but, like, I, I can tell you I would have picked the Vikings in this game if their injury situation were different because, like, Hawkinson just – killed us last time he had a great game against us um and so they didn't have jefferson he's been he's back now but addison is unfortunately really really good also um so if they don't if they don't have jordan addison either it that does severely limit their playmakers especially concerning whoever again i know we make our jokes but you're either looking at a backup or a third string quarterback that's going to be playing this game so with a chance to go to the playoffs on the line, and I do think this is going to be a very interesting kind of, is this going to be a galvanizing moment for the locker room or like, cause I don't necessarily think it's, Oh, Lafleur has lost the locker room. That's why Jair is like, you know, kind of acting out or whatever, but I think it will be, you know, cause Jordan loves interview today. He said, we're not distracted. Like we know what we have to do. Like we have to win these two games to make the playoffs. Um, I think that will work in this game. Again, it's, I know it's not a home game, but like it's gonna, it's another one of those us against the world kind of things. The Packers don't really ever play well in Minnesota. Um, so I think it's going to be a frustrating game, but I'm going to pick Green Bay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 23 13. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's a you big gap. Allowing 13? I think, <laughs> yeah. That's I, not I don't, the I I don't think that they're okay. You know, okay. You know what? You're right. Okay. So <laughs> that means, but I think, I think the Packers Listen, are going to do better on offense. Yes. The thing is we're not saying that the, the Vikings offense is that good, but it's right. like, you're right. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm still going to take the Packers. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 23 to 28. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'll say twenty three twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, my my score is pretty close. I am going to pick the Vikings, and I'm not. I, I'm not confident either way in this. Like, I'm not confident picking the Vikings. I'm not confident picking the Packers. But there are just a few things that make me say, you know, this is close, and I'll lean Vikings because a they're on the they're at home. The Vikings are at home. B, you know, you got the whole Jefferson with no Jair thing. And see just the Packers' inability to force turnovers this year. Like, it makes me not very confident that they can kind of capitalize on the Vikings' weaknesses. And I do think Hawkinson being out is huge. And I think, you know, that that makes me definitely more confident that we could potentially win this game than if he was in there. If he was in there, I'd have a a pretty decent hunch that they're going to lose this game. But I'm going to go with like a 27 24 loss and just say this is the game. I'll say this is the game that the defense kind of catches up to them and finally actually costs them a game, um, you know, and 
They let the they let the Vikings kind of move the ball as the Vikings have with Nick Mullins. They don't force a ton of turnovers, and you know as a result, they're kind of just they're, they're left with a bitter loss to their rival. But I mean, again, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at all if they win this game. I just there's a few things that I'm like, eh, I'll give the tiebreaker to the Vikings because of that. I'll kind of be in the middle on this because I think it's going to be a close one. I mean, it was a close one with the Panthers. You're going to tie? You pick it, are you picking a tie? Yeah, pick a tie. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> well, um, I feel like I can't not pick the Packers to win because I feel like the Packers would be like, ma'am, you work for the Packers. Right? <laughs> you should probably cheer for the Packers. So I'm going to say 24-20 Packers. Um, that's the way that I'm going. Um and that's that's all I have to say about that. But I'm kind of the same way as Nathan. Like, I think that this could be the one where the defense gets shown up, especially on the road. So 24-20 Packers, final answer. I, Yeah, I think I'm more I mean, I mean, this is obvious, but I think I'm more confident in how the Packers offense is playing at this point where I think they can, you know, against against two teams that have been struggling to score. I know it has been a struggle when teams play the Packers, but I feel like the offense can go out there with that mentality right now and say, okay, well, we have to win the game. Like, and we're right back where we're, like, where we're very used to be feeling comfortable as Packer fans, where we feel like we have to score on every drive because the defense yeah. is going to give up a, give up either a, at least a field goal on every drive. So I think they keep that rolling because the, there is no like drama turmoil or any of that stuff on offense right now. And that's, that's the head coach's side of the ball. The floor's the floor's responsible for the plays and the game plan on offense. And that side is kind of rolling right now. So. Um, so this is kind of my thing that I, all oh, another thing I noticed on Twitter, um, Monty, there's a parody Twitter account of you. Oh yeah. I, I saw that today. Apparently. <laughs> what the, you know, you made it in life when. Yeah, I know. I was, I, I was like, all right, I guess, uh, I guess people have a, a lot of time to devote to their day. So that's, that, that make me feel honored. See, I had, there's a Facebook parody account of me, but it's trying to take people's social security numbers and <laughs> information. So it's not as fun as a parody account. It's someone just posing and they're like, you won a prize from FM 106. And people are messaging my real account. And they're like, is this you? I'm like, clearly it's not me. If you're messaging my real account, like clearly. Wait I'm- a second. How are they? <laughs> Nathan, do you have any fake accounts floating out there that we got to look out for? I think I have a couple, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, <laughs> I think there's a couple that that people have of me, but I I usually don't pay that much attention. So yeah, I, it's it's I, a, it's flattery. It's a, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, that's exactly. what I said. You know, you've made it when there's fake accounts of you, and or if someone dresses up as you for Halloween, like. Yeah. Then, <laughs> You know you have made it in life. <laughs> all right. Anything else, guys? Um, nope. Go that's all I had. Go Bucks tonight. We got. Oh, that's right. Yeah, tonight. they do play tonight. Oh, yes. Nathan's like, I gotta get Dude. out of here, guys. I gotta. Get out of here. <laughs> this is the biggest game since Game Six of the Finals. So. Oh, he's he's, right. he's over the Deer pack. District. Deer District's gonna be packed. I heard there's gonna be fifty thousand outside of Deer District. So. It gives me yeah, so much anxiety because I live about two blocks from there. So whenever <laughs> there is stuff at the bus, I can yeah. hear it all. It's wild. Yeah, it's no, wild. I'm just kidding. But hopefully, hopefully those days are back soon. Hopefully this summer we get Deer District. Oh yeah, full playoff run. Because I missed it, dude. Last year I was so sad because it ended in late April, and I was like, 
man, I was looking forward all year to like May all and summer. June. Be, yep. May and June is going to be the Bucks, and this year will be we'll be back though. We'll be back. Okay, we'll see. I I think so too. I love this Bucks team. They're just so fun to to watch, and all the guys seem to love each other. Um. Okay, cool. Well, um, as always, kickoff is going to be 7.20 on um, New Year's Eve night. So you can kick off the new year with 97.3 The Game and the Green Bay Packers Radio Network. You can listen in Madison on WIBA FM and AM, I think. And then in Green Bay, it's on WIXX. And you can listen on the free iHeartRadio app. Plug, plug, plug. I will have your halftime and your postgame reports for Sunday night. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.